Hello everybody, welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox Meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It will help other ACAs find the show. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week we're hearing from Rob, who talked about the tool of letting go. Please enjoy. I'm Rob and I'm an adult child. Uh, can you hear me okay? Great. <sighs> yeah, I'm just taking a second to check in with my body and anxiety. Um, you know, the beauty of this program is I get to be vulnerable and break the don't talk, don't trust, don't feel. And um, I've had a lot of anxiety rides about speaking and being recorded. I've never been recorded before. I'll talk a little more about that later, but uh, I made some notes just to keep on track. Which So the first thing I wanted to say is it's an honor to speak for ACA. Uh, this program has honestly transformed my life more than anything I've ever done. And I found healing here I didn't know it was possible, the scars I didn't even know existed. Mm. I've listened to a few of the podcasts from this meeting and I've wanted to check it out for a while. I've had a few friends speak here, but I normally have a commitment at this time. This is actually my first time here, so I'm really grateful to be with you. Um, yeah, so I spent 20 years intellectualizing my trauma and therapy, but never really feeling it. And I had no idea that I was dissociated for most of my life. I've learned now that my ability to feel those old feelings from my inner child that I had been in for so long equals my spacious capacity to feel love and joy on the other side. And with my true self and unconditional love of the God that was waiting for me all along, it was just obscured by my critic that was this maladaptive coping mechanism meant to protect me from my childhood. And so with that God by my side, there's nothing to figure out and I can let go. And the beauty is I get to feel all of my feelings today. Um, my critic was saying that I'd mess this up and be recorded and be memorialized for my failure. And I have a lot of gratitude to recognize that critic's voice now so that I can counter it with a more loving one. It's just another opportunity to let go. And what's really interesting for me was that the first layer of feelings was um, fear of wanting to be liked, wanting to sound good, wanting to be a part of. But underneath that was actually an even deeper thing, which was I have just immense joy and love and gratitude for this program. And I felt like this duty to try to pass that along in the most effective way possible. But my critic can even twist positive things into pressure against myself. So that brings me to the topic for tonight, which is actually letting go. So might be a little non-conventional, but I have taken together a few different short excerpts from the Red Book at different points on letting go. So the first passage is on page 39. It's just above the identifying control section. It says, control was mentioned with perfectionism. I understood the perfectionism quickly, 
but it was years before I realized my iron-fisted grip on control. Of all the modes of thinking that adult children develop to survive their childhood, control seems to be the most troublesome to address. Fear is the root of this toughened element of our personality. We either must, we either seek control or we feel controlled by others. Control affects our choices and our thinking. It affects our interpersonal relationships and our relationship with a higher power. To ask an adult child to surrender control is like asking someone to leap from an airplane without a parachute. Without recovery, an adult child can live in terror of letting go of control. This terror can be unspoken and covered with people-pleasing, drugs, or another behavior. Living in isolation, shut off from society and friends, is a manner for maintaining control without having to admit what one is doing. In ACA, we let go of control in stages. Then it talks about how we can be controlling in various ways. And it continues at the end of the first full paragraph on the following page on 41. When we look at what is really going on here, we realize we are addicted to control, yet we are lying to ourselves. We must remember that rigid control to an adult child equates to safety. Learned in childhood to feel safe, we seek control at all costs, even if we are trying to tame the uncontrollable, which is addiction. Our attempts at control bring spiritual death to a relationship. So I actually, um, and I'll continue with an excerpt, but just to share briefly on that, um, I realized that sharing and wanting to be liked, I, I turned the meeting into authority figures when this is actually my safe space. And I learned to like start holding a, a stuffy as I share just to stay with my inner child and to keep the focus on myself because it's an inside job and I truly believe that my outside reality reflects my inside one. And the pandemic has actually been a blessing for me because I've gotten so much opportunity to feel these feelings and to really come back home to myself. Um, but continuing on, on page 146, the second full paragraph on the page, letting go of rigid control is possible in our experience. However, we must first realize what letting go means. Some of us equate letting go to dying or potentially being harmed in a severe manner. Many adult children can be filled with panic at the thought of loosening their grip on an addiction or harmful behavior that they believe keeps them alive or safe. We have seen adult children grip a harmful behavior until the end. Some will die because they cannot find the willingness to let go. Others will let go and live. This is not easy, but we can do it. Let go with the help of our higher power and our ACA support group. In step three, we are not suggesting that we live without some restraint. We are not suggesting living in anarchy without real choice. To the contrary, by identifying our fears and dependent traits, we take several steps away from control. We step toward our higher power and find true freedom. In step three, we deepen our knowledge of how we have battled with control and with a higher power most of our lives. Many adult children hope for God's grace or an intervention, but we never seem capable of truly letting go and letting God work in our lives. We shamed ourselves for being unable to let go and truly have faith and belief. We thought we were incapable of having meaningful faith. We forgot what many of us heard as children, God loves us always. And then two more very short excerpts on 281, the bottom of the first paragraph. I could honestly share in meetings about turning my will and life over to the care of God, but I still wondered if I was truly letting go. I hoped God was hearing my prayers, but I was unsure. Looking back, I realized I was bringing my laundry list self to step 12. I was trying to have an intellectual relationship with a higher power without actually letting go. This was my pathway to a spiritual awakening that has been dramatic and unanticipated. And finally, on page 405 at the top of the page, 
with this kind of trust, we feel more confident in risking our feelings and hopes with another person. We know that we have a place to talk about our relationships and lives when things get clouded. We are not alone anymore. With trust, we let go of control in our relationships. We can trust another person to be who they are without having to monitor their thoughts and actions. With trust, we lay down a hypervigilant watch for signs of abandonment. We've exposed our false belief that we are not good enough. With the help of our home group, we have faced our fear that abandonment is inevitable. Because we have an ACA group to rely on, we know that we are going to be okay no matter what our significant other is doing or not doing. We know that we can focus on ourselves. We have friends we can trust. We learn that we do not have to depend upon a romantic relationship to supply all of our needs. Yeah, so that's a lot, but letting go is the topic for today. So uh, I was so desperate when I came into ACA, I started doing anything that I thought might help and I was doing acupuncture. And I distinctly remember she put the needles in my back and she was playing the smooth jazz and I was laying there and she left and I started to fall asleep and I had this gentle, peaceful slumber. And just at that exact moment that I started to fall asleep, something deep in me jolted me awake and said, it's not okay to let go, it's not safe. And as a kid, it was never safe to let go because the moment that I let go, the abuse was coming. So I always had to be on guard. And so I internalized this critic to protect me from the worst fate of my parents, of what they were going to say to me to hurt me. But in using that critic, I was actually obscuring God that was already within, which I believe is my true self, um, is, is God's light already waiting for me. So the critic was actually my way of playing God. And I didn't even recognize that it was there for the longest time. And because I didn't recognize that it was there, it ran the show. And I projected that outwards. And I meanwhile looked for everyone else to take care of my inner child. So everyone became authority figures. Um, and that carried on into friendships that I tried to turn into family. It carried on into my other recovery program. Uh, sponsors, therapists, bosses, anyone really who I wanted to like me to tell me who I was because I learned as a kid that I didn't have intrinsic worth. I didn't have unconditional love. I had to prove myself. I had to either be helpless to get my father's love or I had to be perfect to approximate love from my mother. And there was always this pressure to succeed, this comparison to my siblings. <sighs> yeah, so... It was a lot, and um, because of that, I, I became this anxious overcompensator, looking for everyone to take care of my inner child and pressuring myself to squeeze the most out of life. And meanwhile, I was dissociated. Right. Thank you so much. Um, and so I was, I was numb the entire time. And um, yeah, one thing that I do now that has helped me tremendously is I will meditate and allow these old feelings to arise and just feel them. And I've reprocessed most of my life now in stages from different times, from the years where I was bullied and didn't feel a part of, this suppressed loneliness I'd felt for so much of my life. And, and now whenever I'm triggered, I have an opportunity to look at where those feelings are coming from. And that same acupuncturist that I mentioned earlier a couple months ago, she actually um, sent me a very hurtful email because she and I had been, you know, relatively close as far as professional relationships go. And she sent me an email accusing me of basically trying to like take her money because there had been an insurance issue. 
and I sent her an email explaining what had happened. And, and she sent me an email back. It was just like one sentence. It was like, I want my money and just completely ignored everything I said. And I felt devastated. I was like, just completely obsessed with like what she thought of me. I felt so abandoned. And that's the thing is like, when I came into ACA and I heard I had to feel my feelings, I was like, I've done that my whole life. I've like, I've been trapped in all these feelings. They never end. I've been depressed forever. I didn't even recognize that I wasn't actually suicidal. I had this critic who was just like, well, you might as well kill yourself. It was literally just my critical inner voice the entire time. Um, yeah, so these pseudo feelings, they're superficial layers on top of this deep wound. Like this, this person doesn't actually matter. The reason it feels so intense and so extreme is because of this abandonment from when I was a kid. And so I looked for the first time that I felt that feeling. And I recognized that when I was about nine years old, my mother had gaslit me and accused me of lying to her. And when I tried to explain, she just like ignored me and kept saying that I was lying, told me I had to admit that I had lied. And when I wouldn't admit to that, she, um, she locked me out on a cruise ship and it was the first time that I thought about hurting myself. Um, and then my siblings were inside and they were just kind of looking the other way. And, and whenever I got triggered by this acupuncturist for three days, there was this obsession over the situation with her. I finally recognized the origin story of those feelings and I did an inner child meditation and I went back into that memory and I was able to get my mother to stop and tell her it was wrong. And I was able to get my kid out of there and comfort him and give him what he needed. And my siblings finally opened up about what they were feeling. And there was just this beautiful moment. The thing is, is like the past is gone and these memories, it's just this illusion, the brain doesn't know time. So I can actually rewire a lot of these memories and the craziest thing was when I came out of that inner child meditation, I no longer cared about this acupuncturist who had been bothering me for three days. So I used this tool of inner child meditations to go back into the memories, to reprocess them when I was dissociated and to give my inner child what he needed in those moments. And I stay with myself, you know, whether it's just rubbing my chest and saying, I deeply love and accept myself, slowing down and breathing, you know, um, my sponsor told me recently that um, I want to reside inside the spaces between the prayers, inside the spaces between the breathing whenever I meditate, because I start meditating and in between the breaths, my mind goes haywire. And that's like actually where I want to live is in the moment where I find God. And um, the biggest tool that I have with letting go is really just um, embodying these parts that are there that I didn't know because they really me for my true self. Thank you so much. Um, so the more that I let them speak, the more I'm able to meet those needs in a healthier way and cultivate my true self without pressure because that true self intrinsically knows, intrinsically has love, it's unconditional and doesn't have to figure anything out. Um, yeah, I, I've had a, a lot of thoughts of what I wanted to share tonight, but I, I guess I'll leave it there. So thank you so much. It's truly an honor.